God is great, and, and you can be seated tonight. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Appreciate you being here. I will remind you that the, the backpack giveaway, the back-to-school bash, is this Saturday from 11 to 2. That will be right here, and if you want to volunteer or come here and help out with that, I'm sure that will be fine if you have any questions. Uh, Sister Chris is not here tonight, but um, Brother Shannon might be able to answer some of it for you if you are uh, bringing uh, school supplies or anything like that for the backpacks. Um, if you don't have them with you tonight, um, I think they're going to be here f Thursday, tomorrow night, and maybe Friday, or is it Friday night they're working on some things. Anyway, uh, message us, get a hold of us, and we can uh, at least even maybe meet you over here, or you can bring what you have on Saturday morning. Anything, everything's going to get used. So if you have something, and if and we get it and it's left over, we're going to distribute it to some teachers and things like that. So um, we just want to be a blessing to our community and to our people, and I believe we will be. I always look forward to these things. And. Uh, Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. I want to just uh, talk. I hope I won't be. I don't think I'll be long. Just something on my mind today, and just uh, feel like um, uh, it could be a point of focus for us as we, uh, as a church body, as we seek to move forward in the right direction. I always want to make sure we're moving. I don't want to just be moving. I want to be moving in the right direction. Some people say, well, do something even if it's wrong. Well, no, I, <laughs> I want to do what's right. Because if you do what's wrong, then you've got to fix the mistake. I, don't wanna, I wanna head in the right direction, and, and I want to make sure that, uh, first and foremost, that we are you know, in the will of the Lord and seeking God like we ought to. And so tonight I have one verse of Scripture, Deuteronomy 4 and 29. And I'll read that, and then we'll get into the lesson Deuteronomy 4 and 29, Moses is relaying what God wanted Israel to hear. And in Deuteronomy 4, he is kind of given a, a history of what Israel is going to face because he began to talk about how that they would turn from God and fall into idolatry and sin. But he sums it up at the end after he talks about Israel failing God and missing God and following into this idolatry and sin, he says, but if from thence or if from that place you'll seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. So if I want to escape a bad place, I need to seek God. And isn't it great to know that if I find myself in a bad place where I have really made horrible, awful choices and mistakes, that he said, if you seek me, you'll find me. I tell you, I cannot get over it. It's almost like maybe just a tag on to Sunday's message, but uh, I cannot get over this and stress this enough that, that God is not done with us. And he's not done with you. And maybe uh, if you're in here tonight and you're, you're wondering where your place is or wondering maybe have I just grown too cold or have, have I just done too wrong or, or what, I'm telling you, God is not done. He said it, that even from this place, if you will seek me with your whole heart, you can't just, uh, well, I want to feel a little bit better and, and expect anything. He said, but 
you'll find him when you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you turn everything back to him, you're going to find exactly what you need for your situation to be different. So tonight I want to talk about seeking God, finding God. And so let's pray for the lesson tonight. Jesus, thank you for your word and the promise that it brings us. Pray tonight, God, that you would just encourage us to receive this into good ground so that we can be changed, that we can be better. And Lord, most of all, we can be ready to meet you when you come. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap for his word tonight. What a great God. Praise the Lord. I don't want to just seek God, but I want to find him. You can search for something and and maybe not find it. I don't want to just seek the Lord and never uh, find anything. A lot of people do uh, because there is a a prerequisite here that he said, you're going to have to search for me with all your heart. It can't be uh, some kind of lame attempt at just feeling better. It's got to be, I've got to have this creator in my life. I've got to have what he wants for me. And, and so uh, we need to seek him. We need to find him. And, and um, the thing is, is that God is always there. He's a very present help, the scripture says. That we know that God is omnipresent. One writer said, I can't flee from your presence. Where could I go? I could go to the highest heights or the deepest depths, and I still can't get away from you. Uh, you're everywhere. But I was talking with someone about this earlier and just thinking about this earlier today that uh, his involvement in my life depends on me. God's been with me. He knew me when I was formed in the womb, and he has been around me all my days. But what he could do in my life was never made evident until I decided. The scripture says that he will stand at the door and knock. But you're going to have to hear the voice and open up and invite him in before he comes in and sits down to sup with you or to fellowship with you and change things. And uh, we know that Jesus would walk in his day, walked into his own hometown and said could not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. It wasn't that he wasn't there and it wasn't that there were not needs there, desperate needs. People who were sick and dying could not be healed because uh, he's not just going to force himself on anybody. But they're going to have to have faith in him. And so uh, as we in this world today realize that we need something different. We've got to have this world needs a transformation. But it needs more than miracles. It needs more than signs and wonders. It's, that, that stuff is great. But uh, we, I, I said this a few weeks ago during prayer. I was walking across the front and I was praying Lord, uh, give us signs. We need to see signs and wonders and miracles. And it was like something just checked me when I said that and said, you're you're focusing on the wrong thing. You need to find the source of the miracle. And when you find the source of the miracle, it's like a a river of living water that's springing up in everlasting life. When you find the source of miracles, you'll have the miracle. When you, when you find the source, you're going to have everything you need. So I don't need to be uh, make sure that I'm not just praying for miracles. I need to be uh, praying and seeking the one who gives the miracle. I need to make sure that I am trying to get closer to him. 
uh, I can get into the escape mode where all I'm trying to do is make things better in my life, but I'm really bypassing my time with God just so I can have things better. And we can do things in this world to make things better for ourselves. We can do things to make our lives more comfortable, but it won't satisfy us. Jesus said, uh, you could drink from this well of water, and hey, for a few moments, you'll be quenched, but you'll always come back. But he said, if you'll take the living water, then you'll never thirst again. We know we've got enough common sense to know that we're going to get dry mouth and get thirsty again. He's not talking about natural water. He's letting us know that we will lose a desire and pull for things of this world once we find him. That he will be everything that we need. That he'll be that well of water springing up in the everlasting life. He'll be that living water that we need. And, and that in the times of our uh, spiritual uh, searchings and spiritual drought, we'll always have a place to drink from. That we'll never dehydrate spiritually. We'll always have that source that touches us. But it's not about just getting, you know, the woman said, hey, uh, give me this water. She just wanted the water. You need him. He said, if you knew who you were talking to and the gift of God, he wants you to know him. And then he went on to say that uh, Jeremiah 29 and 10 through 13, for thus saith the Lord. He's talking, remember how he had already, Moses told Israel, if you'll seek the Lord from this place, then and you seek him with all your heart and soul, then you're going to find him. Well, now Israel's going to be in Babylon 70 years. And he says, after 70 years is accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you. Before my good word toward you and causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Even while you're captive, and you're captive in Babylon because of your own doings. You're in this place because of how you turned from me in the first place. But even in your captivity, it's got an expiration date. And if after that, and I know, I'm thinking about while you're there in captivity, I'm thinking about you. While you're in that place of, of torment and struggle and you feel like you're in slavery and in bondage, I'm thinking about you. And I'm not thinking that, hey, you're going to stay a slave all your life. You're going to be in bondage all your life. I am thinking of the good thoughts, uh, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. And then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. He did not just stop and say, when you seek me, you'll find me. He said, you have got to make this a wholehearted effort when you search for me with all of your heart. You've got to pull out all the stops. If, if just two or three minutes of prayer every day ain't working, then you better ramp it up. If, if you're not, maybe you're praying like crazy but nothing's happening, maybe you need to start fasting a little bit. Yeah? Uh, maybe you need to start uh, digging in instead of just checking off on the uh, bread chart. You need to start digging into that word and studying the word and seeing what it's saying. Oh, oh I've read the Bible through 68 times. Can you tell me what it says? I have no idea. Because all you did was read it, but you didn't study it. Did you get in there and, and see what God was saying to you in the Word? Lord, I open this up today. What is in here for me? When I read this, what's this mean for me? How is this going to help me be a better person? How is this going to help me shine my light or be the salt of the earth that you called me to be? How is this going to help me help somebody else? 
How's this going to help me lead somebody to you? Or how's this going to help me pray for somebody? How's this word going to transform me? Because he said, you'll find me. Woo, you'll find me. God can't lie. And his word means what it says and it'll do what it says. And so you will find God. Maybe the thing is, is people's afraid to find him. I like being around him. I like when he's doing stuff and I'm watching it hit other people. It's just like people that, you know, they'll, they'll go, maybe they'll go to the beach, but they'll never get in the water. They watch everybody else get in the water. Nope, I don't get in the water. And a lot of people come to church. So I, like, I like watching everybody else shout. I like watching everybody else flip in the floor and fall out and, and all these things, but that ain't me. Well, maybe it ought to be. Let me tell you. There's something about, you know, when you seek God, you're going, if you're really seeking with your heart, you're going to find him. And when you find him, something's going to happen. Something happens when you find the Lord. When you start seeking God, he's going to show up. And you, you can't just tell him how he's going to show up. Well, why don't you just ease in here, you know, real soft and quiet and, and look like this. Man, he might wake you up in the middle of the night with a loud boom. You ever woke up in the middle of the night after you prayed before you went to bed and the room was like buzzing like that? Yeah, I have. And I was like, is the house on fire? Is something electrical, something shortened out? I don't know what, but you just feel it just like needles all over your skin and can actually hear a noise buzzing and feel the presence of the Lord and know that God's, hey, well, what do you think, man? You was praying before you went to bed, so I showed up. Maybe we're afraid of what will what'll happen when we find him. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Uh, if you, you can't seek him with your whole heart and not find him. If you seek him with that heart, it's, this is it. I'm not, I'm not you know, and people want that. People, people are seekers. People are looking for stuff. Humans are always looking for something, seeking something, seeking answers. They, you know, they're about to bum rush Area 51 and try to see if there's some UFOs out there or something, you know. Stupid, man. People, when a bunch of them get shot, we'll figure out what happens. You know, maybe they'll just make them disappear and they'll tell them the aliens took them. I don't know what they'll do. People are seeking, looking for cures, answers, seeking truth, seeking new things. They seek to prove or disprove myths. They still, they still, in this day, in this century, they still look for Bigfoot. And you know he ain't real. Loch Ness Monster. Where is he at? Or where is she at? Where is it at? Now, if that thing pops out, I'll, next service, I'll stand up and say, guess what? They found it. But right now... People seek for wealth, fame, fortune. What can I do to be better? Always seeking, but never, ever content. That's why they're always looking for something else. Because it doesn't matter what you find in this world, how rich it makes you, how uh, successful it makes you, what kind of fame it brings, it will never satisfy you like God will satisfy you. Let me tell you, we need to be seeking the one that created it all. And the reason that uh, they are or we are 
or never content is if the only way is if we're not really seeking for what we really need, and that's God. If we are simply seeking miracles, we're never going to be satisfied because miracles are just like a firecracker. Explode, and then it's gone. I can remember it, but it's, there's nothing there anymore. It's gone. I've had miracles in my life, but now they're memories. I can't live off memories of miracles. I need God every day. I need him every day. In the last part, later part of the 80s, uh, you know, there was a, there was a real popular song. You uh, two said, "I still haven't found what I'm looking for." You know what? People like that today still hadn't found what they're looking for, and the reason is is that they're not looking for the right things. Jesus said in Matthew six, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you." If you start, you get that out of order, or you bypass that first half. And you just start seeking all the things. You can't pay the price for what it takes when you get them. You can't bear the burden of what it exacts out of you when you are wasting your time chasing the things of this world. But when you seek God and he adds it to you, he won't add no burden with it. (laughs) Hey, can I tell you this? God won't give you a car with a payment that will break you. God won't give you a house with a payment that'll break you. God won't give you a job with hours that'll keep you out of his house. But when people are looking for the job and looking for the house and looking for the car, and they go ahead and they say, well, well, I must be able to afford it because they they let me have it. But then you can't realize why you can't afford it. It's because you, you was, oh, I look so good in that. That'll be the perfect place. That'll be the perfect job. I have more money. I know what to do with you. You just won't have time to do nothing with it. Seek him first, and he'll add to you, and he won't add no burden with it, and it'll be exactly what you need. Seeking God and finding God. If we seek him with our whole heart, we're going to have everything we need. And Psalm, uh, but that's it, is seeking him, not seeking the stuff. Seek him first. Psalm 63. It once says, O God, thou art my God, and early will I seek thee. Early means before anything else. Early, before I, I, I get uh, too caught up in this day, before I get too caught up in my life, before I, uh, I get too far down the road, I'm going to seek you. Should I go this way? Should I do this thing? Should I you know, be with that person? Whatever it is, I am seeking God first. He says, my soul thirsts for thee, not for things. It's, it thirsts for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is to see thy power, thy glory, so as I've seen thee in the sanctuary Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. This sounds like a guy's got a pretty good life going on. And it all starts out with, early will I seek you. I'm not going to search for the other things and then say, here, Lord, I brought a whole bunch of my mess and I want you to bless it I've gathered all this into my life and now I want you to bless it 
And he's like, can't bless that, can't bless that, can't bless that. And now, well, something must be wrong. God must not love me. Now I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm struggling. Seek him first. And all these things be added to you. Seek him first and you're going to always have a praise on your lips. Seek God first. There will always be some joy. You get that, get that soul satisfied with marrow and fatness. Come on. Just go on and get big in the Lord. It's all about him. It's all about him. Always has been. I know we don't get in this book too much. Song of Solomon. Don't worry. We're not getting any of that descriptive stuff. We're just going to be right here. But listen to what uh, the writer said. By night on my bed, I sought, I sought, I sought him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. So you quit? Nope. I will rise now and go about the city and the streets and in the broad ways. I will seek him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. So you're going to quit? The watchmen that go about the city found me to whom I said, saw you him whom my soul loveth. I don't know what they answered. Didn't say. But she's, this person is seeking, seeking. I saw them on my bed. I was meditating, saw, found them. So I'm going to get up. I'm going to do something. I'm just going to lay here and be satisfied that I have not found the one that I love. Talking about the Lord. I'm not just going to... Let one prayer stop me from seeking God. I'm not going to let one uh, uh, service stop me from seeking. I'm not going to stop with one. I'm going to get. I'm going to do something till I find who I'm looking for. And then said it was but a little that I passed from them, but I found Him. Because when you seek Him, said the one that my soul loveth. I found Him whom my soul loveth. I held Him. And would not let him go. When you seek him, you find him, and then you hold on to him. Because he's going to have everything that you need. I have been living for the Lord a little while now. And I'm going to tell you something. I have never desired to go back into this world. And I've never wanted to go back into the things that this world had to offer. When I found him... Let me tell you, I found what my soul was looking for. I found what I needed to make it all the way home. I found the one that it's going to take to help me here. Well done, good and faithful servant. In Psalm 73 and 25, the writer said, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. I'm planning on going to heaven one day, but you know why? Because he's going to be there. And while I'm here, I'm going to serve him. I love people, and I've got great friends and family, and I love my wife and my children and my family. I love all of you. But let me tell you something. Uh, You can't get me to heaven, and you can't fix all my problems. You can't satisfy my soul, but he can satisfy my soul. So while I walk in this earth, and and I'm in this flesh, my flesh longeth for him in a dry and thirsty land, because on this earth I don't desire anybody but him. 
In Psalm 103, the writer reminded us, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We would not even be here if it was not for God. He made us. He's our God. And, and so it's all about him. Jesus told us, you cannot do anything without me. But then Paul reminded us that we can do all things through him. That gives us strength. But if you take him out of the equation, nothing happens. Nothing's going to get done. In Hebrews 13 and 5, the writer said, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave you, or I will never forsake you. Let me tell you, him, when you find him, you've got something. When you seek the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, when you seek him with everything that's in you, you've got something. You're going to find something that won't just leave you. You know, there was a man in the scripture that it said he was full of a legion of devils. And the Lord cast those devils out into a herd of swine. They ran down the hill, drowned themselves in the sea. And when Jesus got ready to leave, that man ran out and said, I'm going with you. And he said, no. He said, you're going to go back to town and tell everybody what God's done for you. I, I thought about that and I said, you know what? That man, I believe, was afraid. I don't know what to do if you get in that boat and leave. But what he didn't realize is that Jesus had done something. That it don't just sail away on a boat. It stays with you. You go start telling people what I've done. And every time you tell it, you'll feel it all over again. And every time you testify about it, you'll realize that, hey, I gave you something that just me getting in a boat won't take away. Let me tell you something. When you get a testimony with God, ain't nothing can change it. Ain't nothing can stop it. The, the next trial don't kill it. The next test don't kill it. When God delivers you and keeps his hand on you and brings you out, it's there with you and you'll be an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. When you find him, you found something. We always say if, uh, you know, we, we going through something and we'll say, if God be for me, it takes God. You know, ever notice we don't ever say, well, if I be for me, or if you be for me. We always say, if God be for me, because we have realized that it takes God for the victory. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. The scripture said, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Take God out of the equation, you got nothing. It's all about him. We've got to seek him with all our heart, with all our soul, with everything that's in us, and then we will find him. Jesus even said it, for, without, or for with God nothing shall be impossible. In Revelation 21 and 5, the one sitting on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. You and I don't make it new. We could wash with soap, the scripture says, and, and take much nitre unto us and, and do all our... But you know what? He said, still your iniquity would be marked before me. The Bible says on our, on our best day, man at his best state is altogether vanity. 
Let me tell you, you and I by ourselves, we are a mess. But with Jesus, in any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And old things are passed away and all things have become new. But hey, let me tell you, honey, that new don't come until you seek him with all your heart. He don't take no little half-witted attempt at trying to just slip into heaven. He knows when you want him or if you just want heaven. He knows if you want him or you just want to miss the fire. I want him. In Isaiah 45 and 22, the Lord said, Look unto me and be ye saved, all ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. Let me tell you, we got to have him. If we were to just sum it up, we could look at Colossians 2 and 10 and realize, and you are complete in him. You're not complete in your church. You're not complete in your ministry. You're not complete. Hey, darling, you know I don't mean this no way. You're not complete in your marriage. You are complete in him. That means he needs to be in every part of it. Your job won't complete you. He does. Your education won't complete you. He does. Your significant other won't complete you. He does. And you may think, man, is I'm everything. What I used to say, all that in a bag of chips. That might be way old. People may not even remember that no more. But uh, hey, you know what? No, you ain't. You ain't all that. He is. He's all that. He's all that you need. He's everything that you need. You got to have him, or nothing's going to work like it ought to. Acts seventeen and twenty eight. Paul said, "For in him we live." We move and have our being. Anything we are is because of him. Anything in our life that's going right, anything that's working, it's because of him. Except for we are also his offspring. We're his kids. We're his ch- he loves us. We've got to love him. Now let me tell you, there are miracles that we need to see and there are miracles to be seen. There are revivals to be had, messages to preach, and songs to sing. But none of that means anything without him. If I am preaching, hey, you know what? People can preach without Jesus backing them up. It happens all the time. People can sing and they can teach without Jesus backing them up. It happens all the time. They might stamp his name on their book. And they, and they might stamp his name on the title of their message. But he ain't there a bit because they hadn't sought him for any of it. But when you seek God for these words, Lord, fill my mouth with words to feed your people. Let me tell you, now we're going to have something because it don't mean nothing without him. If the message is not glorifying him, it ain't going to do nothing but excite people a little bit, make them feel good in their flesh. They might even holler, but it won't change nobody and it won't satisfy anybody. Let me tell you, he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords and his importance cannot be dismissed. He's essential to everything we do. He is the reason we exist, and he should be our reason for existing. You hear that? He's the reason you exist, and he should be your reason. Uh, He is the reason we exist and should be our reason for existing. In other words, I must find God. I can't just say I have found a church. I've got to find God. I can't just say I've found a scripture. I've got to find God. If I want to actually be better, if I really want my life to add up to something, 
it won't be because of me. It'll be because I found him. If I want to amount to anything at all, it'll be because of him. And if I want to finish this life right, I must find God. So I must seek him. After I've been in captivity, after I've been in sin, after mistakes I've made, if I want to get better, it won't be because of me. It will be because of him. Once we are delivered, we need to seek God so we can stay that way. You know he can do that? He's a keeper. He can bring you out and keep you out. I believe that. I'm telling you, let me say it. He can bring you out and keep you out. The Bible said he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. I don't have to go back to the darkness. He called me out. He can keep me out. But I won't make it without him. I can't confuse the benefits with the one who gives the benefits. Israel wanted manna and quail. People wanted bread and fish. Some wanted to walk on water and some even raising of the dead. But did they want him? When Jesus was comparing himself uh, to the manna or the bread that came down from heaven and he told them he was the bread of life, he said there were many that uh, he said, I know why you're here. He said, you're here because you ate of the fish and the loaves. But you're not here for me because when he got through saying that, uh, that he was the bread of life, he said, "Woo, that's hard, Jesus. And said many of his disciples from that day forward no longer walked with him. Too much, that's too, you know, went, took a step too far. It's because they weren't seeking him, they were seeking the miracle. I think I heard uh, Brother Arnold say one time, said when they were in the crowd of people, said people always gathered around Jesus, you always found them up there near his hands because everybody wanted the miracle. Everybody wanted a handout, wanted something from him, but they, they didn't want him. But to have him, to seek him, to find him, to I found him, now I'm holding on to him. To have him is to be like him. He compared our relationship with the, the marriage relationship, the bride and the bridegroom. And we know these two will be one. And Jesus said, it's my desire that we be one as me and my father are one. And so to have him is to be like him. I can't say I have him and then I don't act like him. Or I don't act like his word. He said to be holy because I'm holy. So to be holy is to be like him. I'm not trying to lift myself up or be self-righteous. If we're, if we're holy, it's because we're trying to be like God. Don't ever drop your head and people say, oh, you want him holiness, people? Well, what's wrong with that? Well, you holiness, you're all self-righteous. And you just say, do you read your Bible? The Bible said for me to be holy because he's holy. So if I'm holiness, I'm just trying to be like him. But people won't say, well, I'm like him because I'm a Christian. Well, a lot of people can, can claim that, but they don't live by his word. And it's people that can say, I'm holy, but don't live by his word. Don't get me wrong. You, you don't get caught up in the titles, but if you're living your life holy, don't drop your head and act like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. I got to hide. You're just being like the Lord. He's holy, so I'm going to be holy. So if he, don't, if he don't like that stuff, I don't like that stuff. If he don't do that stuff, I don't do that stuff. Come on, it's all right. You can follow the Lord. 
That's why I said some people, I said, you seek him with your heart and you find him. Sometimes it might scare you what you find. He might say, hey, you got to drop this. Hey, you got to let go of that. Hey, you got to stop going there. Oh, yeah, he will. Yeah, he'll say that. <laughs> he'll do that. The Holy Ghost will be all over you. Just tapping you on the head. And you can shrug it off and ignore it and get a little colder and a little harder. Or you can listen to that unction of the Holy Ghost and say, You're right, Lord, I won't do that. You're right, Lord, I won't go there. You're right, Lord, I won't watch that. I won't listen to that. I won't say that. Because I'm going to be holy because you're holy. So that means change. And that also means a war in your flesh. If there ain't a war in your flesh going on, whoo, you better pray. Paul said, listen, man, all the revelations that Paul had and the things he had from seeking God. And he said, but I can tell you what, in my flesh dwells no good thing. There's a war going on in my members. Just because you got the Holy Ghost and got some revelation don't mean the enemy's going to let up. But if there ain't no war going on, the Bible said when they cry peace, sudden destruction cometh. You better be careful. <laughs> if, there's, if, if there's too much peace going on in your life, might be because the enemy ain't worried about you. I'm not trying to pick a fight with him. He can stay, stay in his corner if he wants to. That's fine. What I'm telling you is I know that when we serve God and we seek God and when we find God and we want to be like God, you're going to be less like the world, and that's going to cause some problems with your flesh. Mm, 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 mm. My goodness. Come on. <laughs> well, we could spend a little while on this road, couldn't we? I'm telling you, when you want to be like him, you're going to be less like the world. If you say it, I'm more like him because I can do anything the world does, oh, mercy, let me get you a prescription because you have lost your mind. That ain't Bible. That ain't Scripture. I'm telling you, we've got to realize that there's going to be some things to let go of, places to come out of if we're going to have him. Hey, Abraham, you want these promises? You got to leave this land. Yep. That's right. Hey, you want to be a fisher of men? You got to drop them nets. Yep. Hey, Lazarus, you don't want to be identified as a dead man. Come on out of that tomb. Get them grave clothes off of him. I can't have him looking like he's dead if he's alive. If I've done a work in his life, I can't have him wearing grave clothes. Come on now. If he's done a work in your life, he can't have you dressing in grave clothes. I better move. Anybody wants good stuff in their life. Miracles, signs, wonders, cups running over, healings. But none of that takes the place of finding him. What good are those things without him? Brother Paul, would it be worth, a healing be worth it if you didn't have God? It wouldn't be worth it, would it? Would it what good would it be? If the Lord said, well, here, here you go, I'll I tell you what, I'll heal you, but you got to let go of me. I'll just say, go on and pick my grave plot out because I ain't letting go of you. Uh, Peter said, to whom would we go? You've got the words to eternal life. I'm, not, I, I'm staying with you. Now, if we are only praying for results and not praying to him, 
if we are rejoicing over the miracles and not thanking him and worshiping him, what are we really getting? Can miracles save you? Can miracles, you know, miracles only offer maybe a temporary comfort. But like I said, they just like a firework. They, then they're gone. If you live to tomorrow, that was yesterday's work. Now what you going to do about today? I want to see his works every day. Uh, miracles don't always dry your tears. They surely don't always feed us or protect us. You know who does that? He does. He's the one doing that. In Matthew 13 and 45 and 46, it talks a man that was a seeker. And it said the kingdom of heaven, we pray for that. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We want kingdom of heaven on earth. He said the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. When he found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all he had and he bought it. He was not seeking the benefit of the pearl. He was seeking the pearl itself. And once he found the pearl, it provided everything that he needed. That's why Mark 16 tells us that, and these signs shall follow them that believe. They don't just follow people that's uh, uh, part of a church. They don't just follow people that, that claim something. He said, I'm talking about people that believe, people that have sought him and found him and, and love him and are, are working for him and working alongside him and being the light and the salt. These signs follow them that believe. They're going to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. In his name, they're going to cast out devils and speak with new tongues. That's, that's what's going to happen. So that's why when we, we come in, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. We come before him and let him know that it's all about you. When we come into church and, and we, you know, we have prayer in the war room and prayer in the men's prayer room and then we have pre-service prayer. We're trying to get people to, to come in and, and seek him so we can see a miracle. You can't just come in and say, let miracles happen today. Let signs happen today. Instead, we, Lord, show us your glory. Shake this place with your presence. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost fall in this house again. And we will praise you, and we're going to thank you, and we're going to worship you. And let me tell you, when you seek him and you find him, you're going to find everything else that comes along with him. There was a man named Jairus that his daughter was at home sick and died. And he went and sought the Lord. He put the time in. He walked and got to him and told him what he needed. And then when it got tough, he stuck with him and brought him all the way home. When he found Jesus, he got the miracle. His daughter was dead. But Jesus walked in and, and took her by the hand and said, Maiden, arise. And, and presented it right there back to the mother and dad. Hey, don't you live in Oh, it, yeah, it had been nice if he had just spoke the word and healed her. But, hey, I don't think Jairus was going to split that hair. My daughter's here. She's alive. You know why? Because I went and found him. And I stuck with him. When I got the bad report, I didn't back up or quit or send him on his way. Jesus said, Fear not only believe, you found me. I'm going to keep going with you. Let's go. Come on. Let's keep walking. Let's keep moving. And let's see what happens. When you find him, you'll find your answer. No matter how bleak it gets or how dark it seems, when you find him, you'll find what you need. Don't put your faith and trust in miracles. Trust in the God, and then the miraculous happens. 
One of our favorite scriptures concerning faith, it's all about him. What time is it? Don't let me run, run too long. I don't want to keep you all. Matthew 7, 7 and 8, we, we, all, we quote this to people when they're praying in the altar. You know you've done gotten somebody's ear and say, hey, just seek and you'll find. You know, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. So we know that it takes a full-hearted uh, attempt on any one of these things for it to happen. But let's just see. So ask. Well, who do we ask? You ain't just asking in the thin air. You got to know who you're asking. He said, uh, you know, you have not because you ask not. But you got to know who you're asking. And come ask me. Brother Ed, heal me. You out of luck. <laughs> that's, not, that's not me. John 4 and 10 says this. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that said to you, Give me to drink, you would have asked of him. And he would have given you living water. Asking is all about him. In John 16 and 23, And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. It's all about him. So then he says, Seek and you'll find. We've already talked about this several times, but who do we seek? We seek, yeah, we seek the Lord. Psalm 34 and 10, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. The young lions... Strong, beautiful, powerful, good hunters, but they're going to suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Psalm 63 and 1, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. We read this already. My soul thirsts for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Early will I seek thee. Psalm 105, 3 and 4, glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face evermore. Isaiah 55 and 6, seek ye the Lord while he may be found, call you upon him while he is near. Psalm 27 and 8, when thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. I know we call other people for prayer and, and encouragement, and that's fine. Let me tell you something. You start seeking God. Man, I'm telling you, lay aside this you know, half-hearted attempt at getting something done and start praying and fasting and seeking God. Start calling on his name and, and, and changing up some things in your life. Don't, don't, don't just, oh, Lord, you know what I need, and I know you'll take care of it. Okay. I'm talking about pray, cry. Seek God. Fast. Suffer a little bit if you have to. You know, get some things out of your life. Take some inventory and start tidying up your, your life a little bit and say, hey, this needs to go and that needs to go. And I, I got to quit spending so much time on this. And, and I, do you spend as much time with him as you do on other things? Are you really? Because when you seek him, you're going to find him. Now, then he said, knock and it'll be open. Well, what do you knock on? Knock on the door, don't you? John 10, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that came before me are thieves, robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, shall go in, out, and find pasture. He's saying it's all about the door. 
It's all about him. He's the door. Asking, seeking, and knocking, it's still all about him. It all goes to him first. It goes through him. He's the filter. It's where it needs to go. You don't try to get everything else and then say, God bless it. You go through him and it'll be God blessed. Hebrews 11 and 6, the writer said, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Before the reward, I must believe that he is. I'm not just trying to find miracles and then bypass him. I'm trying to find him and then the miracles will come. Miracles and blessings are temporary because we can see them. The things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are invisible like God are eternal. If I find him, I find everything that I need. If I am going to find him, then it has to be a wholehearted effort. Am I seeking with my whole heart? He knows and you know. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 tells me to love him with all my heart. He deserves that. I've got to find him. Again, remember in the Song of Solomon, he said, I'm going to seek the one that my soul loveth. And they found him. I don't want to say, Lord, Lord, haven't I done miracles and works? And his reply be, I never knew you. I must have him. I must find him. And if it's all about him, then it must be all of me. If it's all about him, then it has to be all of me. Jeremiah 3.10 says, and yet for all this, he's talking about Israel and Judah. uh, After they had been offered opportunities, it says that Judah has not returned unto me with her whole heart, but feignedly, which means just lightheartedly and, and not sincere, saith the Lord. You can't do that. It can't just be a half, half you know, uh, you can't just give him a halfway answer and, and, and say, oh, yeah, maybe I'll come. Maybe I'll, do, I'll, I'll serve you part time. You've got to give him your whole heart. It's got to be a wholehearted effort. Psalm 9 and 1 Uh, He said, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart, and I will show forth all your marvelous works. Psalm 111 and 1, praise you, the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright in the congregation. 119 and 2, blessed are they that keep his testimonies, that seek him with the whole heart. 119 and 10, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Let me not wander from thy commandments. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. And then Psalm 119 and 145, I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord. I will keep thy statutes. Honey, you can come on. Let's stand together. Let me tell you, it can't be a half-hearted effort with God. For all that he has done for me, I cannot give him less than my best. Now, see, you measure that differently sometimes because we are so hard on ourselves. You know, somebody who is injured in their body, in their legs or something, you just can't move, can't, and then you got somebody that's completely healthy. And you see them, that one person, well, they're just running and doing, and this other person, they, they just kind of, and, and we would look and think, well, he can't really do it as good as that one. That's us measuring it. 
But sometimes when you're injured, you just do what you can do. And God knows you're giving it your best. That person might say, oh, I know it wasn't as good as them running. Because that's the way we measure ourselves, don't we? We compare ourselves. Don't do that. Sometimes we are hurt. And sometimes we are wounded and broken. And sometimes we're struggling. But if all you can do is stand there and cry and lift one hand. God knows if that's your best and if that's everything your heart's got. There'll come a time when you'll dance in circles and roll across the floor again. But hey, honey, if all you can do is just lift your voice through tears and you go ahead and do it. If all you can do is sit there and sob with your hands, then, you, then, then, then do that. Because you know if you're giving your best or not. Don't give him half your heart. Don't give him some little lame attempt. He deserves better than that. He gave you his best when he went to Calvary. We must strive to excel and be better for him. So we need to start crying and praying. Search us, God. I know that. Oh, wait a minute. You know, really that, that search me prayer, God already knows what's there. But that shows our desire that we're okay with you seeing everything that's there. Because he already knows you ain't got nothing hid from him. God sees it. But when he hears you say, search, search me, God, he knows that you're ready to just let him have it all. Shake us, God. Woo, wait a minute, Pastor. I'll tell you what, I'd rather him shake me so I can be saved than to just pat my head and say, don't worry about it, it'll be all right. Oh, no. Do whatever it takes. Wake me up, Lord. Wake me up, Lord. Wake me up. Because we need him now in this day more than we ever have before. So we must seek the Lord now while he can be found. That's what the scripture says. Seek him now while we've got this day. While he, he's still holding back that, that second coming. While, while this world is still, while you got breath and opportunity, you better really be seeking the Lord. Because the scripture said one day I'm going to have to endure and he that endureth unto the end, he's going to be saved. But I'm going to tell you, the one that's going to endure, the one that sought him and found him. But we've got to seek him with our whole heart. Got to be a wholehearted effort. I'm going to just give an old-fashioned altar call tonight. I want you to come to the altar and seek the Lord. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Don't ever say, well, pastor, I'm close enough. Woo, be careful about that statement. Come on and seek God in this altar for a while tonight. Take some time and pray, saints. Come on. Search me, Lord. Search me, Lord. Oh, God, shine a light down on me. Show me where I need to change. Show me where I need some work, God. I want to find him. I want to find him. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. Nobody
Why don't we stand all across the building and lift our hands together one more time? I know they've got meetings and things that are waiting, but come on, let's, let's just, the Lord, the presence of the Lord's in this place tonight. Yeah, if you seek Him, you're going to find Him. Ah, come on. Might even be on a Wednesday night Bible study. But if you seek Him with your heart, you're going to find Him. Yeah, yeah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise His name. Hallelujah. Give Him a hand clap and a shout of praise in this house. Hallelujah. My, my, my. What a great God. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that, that He cannot lie. And so that gives me hope when I read this. Because every promise, like the old song, every promise in the book is mine. And so when I read scriptures like that, that you shall... Find me when you seek me with your whole heart. You know what's going to happen, Brother Paul? We're going to find him. Because it's a promise. Ask and seek. Knock. I just have high expectations in the Lord. Praise God. So let's find the Lord. We'll have everything we need. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for being in Bible study tonight in the house of the Lord. What a great service. Be encouraged. Be encouraged by it. You know, they'll have this on the podcast in a few days. So pull it back up and remind yourself, I need to seek the Lord. I need to seek the Lord. Praise God. Uh, They got a meeting. Is that right? There's a meeting going on for NAYC in the youth sanctuary. So if you're going to NAYC, uh, please head that direction. Uh, The rest of you, the Lord willing, will either see you Saturday or Sunday. And going to have a great time. God bless you. Have a great night in Jesus' name. Amen.